Let's see. All right, so we're doing the entanglement next. All right. Yep. Let's move into it. I'll do my best here by uh, you know at least pulling up the IMDb tab. Um, all right, I'm good. Research is done. It has loaded. <laughs> you ever heard of quantum entanglement? These special little particles are created together, and then no matter where they go, they're bonded forever. Oh, trippy. <laughs> Can you tell me how you're feeling? Trying to figure out why my life went wrong. What is this? I hate it. Every choice we make creates thousands of universes spreading throughout time and space. Who does that? What are you doing? thought you were going to call me. Do you live here? Have you been following me? I think that we're all connected in ways and through circumstances we'll never understand. You have to promise me that things are not going to get weird. You know I can't promise you that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already weird. know that all of these moments they happen for a reason even this one got the poster a few of the actors you know i'll try to name at least two uh let's start with uh, thomas middleditch here from silicon valley for me and i guess sure. uh, various Actually, just watched um, for War Machine versus Warhorse. Uh, which anytime I mention War Machine versus Warhorse, you can always anticipate that episode that I'm referencing to come out about eight months later when I get around <laughs> to wanting to edit it. But uh, for Itanya, I was watching The Bronze, which was like a Sundance, I guess not darling that like came out yeah. and tanked last year, like very quickly. Uh, and he's the romantic lead in that. And uh, I had to keep that in mind as I was watching Entanglement. Because I actually really liked him in the bronze, and this one, uh, I didn't think I was going to like as a, the premise of it here. Um, it opens with, I guess, a funny suicide, mm-hmm. and I I was afraid this was going to veer into uh, like a Garden State version of like his Silicon Valley character, like this sort of like the wait wait this isn't. A follow-up to Silicon Valley. I thought this was sort of the aftermath of Huli taking over mm. Pied Piper. I mean, you know, honestly, um, probably two, three seasons ago, which I don't even know what season they're on, but really anything after season one, anything after the... Uh, <laughs> when we stopped doing our episode recap. Sure. Any, anything after really the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the massive, like, 
a dick equation that they were trying to do as far as how to jerk off a whole crowd. Pretty much after that, <laughs> you could have had the, his character just kill himself. And it, you know, that was the high point. It was, it was all downhill from there. Um, so I guess that's a long way of me saying, uh, this, I'm not going <laughs> to recommend garden state as my way into this film. Cause that's what I feared the most. Uh, especially knowing that it was romantic comedy and knowing that there was going to be some version or at least what I anticipated to be like a manic pixie dream girl that would come to save the day. <laughs> and you know what? There actually is a manic pixie dream girl that comes to kind of save him. But uh, the way they handle it is uh, much preferred. Um, it seems very knowing uh, the way they sort of use this character of Hannah. And okay. Not, not to get into the spoilers on this, but the way that that, that character the sort of trajectory of what that character is going to be. I think you can see that pretty much from the moment she's introduced. And I was glad that it goes beyond that reveal that it's not, that's just the final moment of the movie. There's an extra 15 minutes after that, that really kind of pulls everything to, together in a way that I was very happy with that. This movie kind of was a lot of what I was expecting it to be, but then it had just this extra little bit that was, made it its own. And I think it does that really well. Yeah. I had problems as far as, um, the, the films that came to mind, I was afraid would be a bit too revealing about what mm -hmm. this romance is. So I, I try my best to avoid that. And, um, what I went with was a film that's kind of, I guess, divisive now, uh, but was much loved when it came out. Um, and so I'm not, I, I guess I'm being pretty vanilla here cause this one was nominated for best picture. Uh, but I went with David O. Russell's and I'm saying him knowing I'm saying his name, knowing that there's going to be something horrible coming out because this dude's an <laughs> asshole, a documented asshole to Lily Tomlin. And probably I, I, ha I have just as good a chance. And okay. I think he's actually my, with my pick of something bad coming out. So I went with Silver Linings Playbook because yeah. I felt like this relationship, what what I liked about the, the romance here is usually with that sort of manic pixie dream girl, which you can accuse Jennifer Lawrence, her character, maybe just her herself <laughs> of being that <laughs> in, in interviews. At least she sort of plays up that persona. Uh, the sort of setup for those love stories is that it's a woman that sort of wakes the guy up to the world uh, and challenges him but doesn't really. Like, the the challenge seems to be like this fantasy that the writers have of themselves of having a woman come and be strong, but only strong in the way that says, Hey man, you're awesome. <laughs> like you're awesome the way you are. And it's like, that's not really much of a challenge. It's like the challenge is like, you just need to realize, realize how awesome you are. And so what I like about silver linings playbook is that Bradley Cooper is playing someone that no, he needs to do some work on himself. Like he's, you know, he's, he's a scary character as far as, uh, the reason he was in an institution was uh, he did, I mean, maybe justifiably attack a man when he caught uh, him with his wife. Uh, but he also seems to be very physically threatening to uh, previous co-workers. Uh, he has an altercation with his uh, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> and I like that, you know, I like that the film, they don't condemn him. They don't ever give up on him. Uh, but they show you just enough to understand why uh, other people uh, have the right to give up on him. Uh, oh, I, you feel nothing but sympathy or empathy for those parents. My sure, God. Yeah. Patty, where have you been? Huh? Mm -hmm. We got a serious situation on our hands. You know that. We, we, 
we got to beat the Giants if we want to have any chance of getting into the division, any chance of playing in the playoffs. Do you, you realize that? <clears throat> I didn't realize that. Huh? Yeah, that's the bind we're in. I mean, I think it would be wise if we spent father-son time reading about the Eagles, talking about them, just to strengthen the good luck thing that you're in. Okay. Yeah? Uh, uh, maybe I didn't spend enough time with you growing up. I spent too much time with your brother. Uh, it might have made you feel worse about your behavior, but I, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to handle it. I mean, that's what all this eagle stuff is about. It's about us spending time now. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to help you get back on your feet. That's 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 the whole point. Yeah. I wish you'd watch these games with me. So we could talk and we could get into things. And I think uh, it's probably not as harsh with the character of Ben here, played by. Uh, Thomas Middleditch, but uh, you do have different points where those close to him, you know, they, I'm glad the film gives them their moments to sort of show their exasperation with him as far as, yeah. you know, this is, he's so stuck in his world. And there's a great line I, I like from Silver Linings Playbook at the end where uh, Bradley Cooper says, you know, I, uh, I should have realized uh, this sooner um, what you were doing for me, but I just got stuck. I always like that sort of phrasing. I, I feel like that's very much this guy is just stuck in his own world, uh, clearly obsessed with you know the suicide and obsessed with this this woman that broke his heart. Um, and the film gives uh, gives some pretty good moments to the supporting characters here that I don't think a lot of rom coms in this vein would. So that that's what I went with was uh, Silver Linings Playbook. So. I can't wait to hear your choice because I've already put myself out there as far as like, yeah, another Hollywood asshole that will probably have some new story coming out this week. What have you got? Oh, I, I think he's already had uh, at least one of the producers has had uh, his own sense uh, share of controversy lately. I don't think the director specifically has, but I went with uh, 2015's Anomalisa um, okay. just just because they're both films that are about depression and finding love in that sort of state of mind and the idea of how all consuming you can be within your own depression to where it kind of flattens the world around you. Um, very much so in Anomalisa and in entanglement, it's really that the Ben character isn't looking outside of himself. Um, even when he's in therapy or when he's, you know, talking to his girlfriend, he has this, um, his sister, girlfriend, whatever. Um, and then the actual, the other, his friend, um, he just has this lack of, I don't know, connection to them where he just doesn't see beyond himself. And there's this selfishness that both those characters have, um, where they're kind of destroying the people around them without realizing it to some degree. And they feel like they're victims, even though they're the ones that are really pushing out against the world in a lot of ways. And, it's one of the things that I like about both of these films is the way they handle depression. It's never cutesy. Um, entanglement really gets close to that line, but it never crosses over into that garden state or little miss sunshine kind of territory um, that I was 
kind of honestly afraid that it would get into. And I, I don't think it does here. Um, the humor never feels like it's in disservice to the emotional state of the character. And he actually does a really good job here. And I think that he can handle heavier roles than I probably would have given him credit for prior to this. Yeah, I think he's been, you know, he's been typecast into a particular sort of comedic persona uh, for sure. There was another, I think it was a show, an FX show. You're the worst. I think he was on an episode of that where he was playing like a hipster douche. And I was <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> like, yeah, he could, I could see this guy uh, easily sort of switching gears and, uh, you know, being, uh, being like the Bradley Cooper asshole from Wedding Crashers. If you want to be like the, the rich white dude dick, um, <laughs> he could see that. Uh, this one does, I mean, I don't think he's totally going against type here. It's just a more grounded, real version of probably what you've liked about him and other things, um, which is, is, is fine. I mean, this is still a comedy. And uh, what you were talking about as far as it being a little too cutesy, I would say that it, it probably gets closer to things that other people have really liked before as far as the, the visuals. Uh, I was thinking of like, Gondry's work like an eternal sunshine like, sure you know, yeah, of that sort of thing and that's um you know if you uh if you're looking for uh, a new romance film for this valentine's day uh you probably like eternal sunshine and if you like it uh i would say check this one out but i don't want to i didn't want to overstep because um, i don't think it ever reaches that level of uh heartbreak uh, mainly because unlike that film we don't know the uh the other character like we know, get to know kate winslet and jim Carrey. we don't get to know them as a couple we just see him as i said you start with a suicide attempt uh where, where his car gets stolen when he's trying to <laughs> so you know this is clearly not the uh this would be more like the jim carrey like uh ace ventura dumb and dumber days as far as they would go they would go that route uh as opposed to in the early 2000s um but there are also a lot of other films that we could reference here that I think would probably just uh, give up the goose. So that's um, that's about as far as I'll go as far as uh, talking about similar films. I'll, I'll try to stick spoiler-free here. Well, there was actually one that would be spoiler-free because I'm not sure how many people have seen it. But I don't know if you watched this one or not. But there was one that it really reminded me of, which was uh, A Ghost and the Boy with the Box on His Head. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a few so years ago. Yeah, it reminded me very much of that movie and with the sort of playing in that Gondry area, but being a little bit more grounded in it, then it feels less whimsical and a little bit more approachable. Um, this entanglement, I think there's a couple moments, you know, the one the with the deer that's in the trailer. Um, there's not as much of that as you might expect if you just watch the trailer for the film. So it's a it's a good balance that's here and actually i i'm i was pleasantly surprised with this so um it's interesting you bring up the deer moment because uh um i guess that's unfortunate because usually i don't uh, i don't think i ever watch the trailers for the stuff we do on projecting film it's like you know if you have a screener link or i do i just click on it <laughs> and i'm like okay <laughs> you know just like that stupid snl character that they're running the one that just says okay to everything that that's me when i'm like mm, yeah i'll give it a shot <laughs> Um, can't even take the time to look at the two minutes just to see if that's something you'd actually want to invest an hour and a half in. I, th I like to think I'm, uh, I'm giving them more credit. Like if they're actors that I like, or if mm. you know, I just like the premise, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do this. So, um, but the, the sort of animated deer sequence that you, uh, you get here, 
my wife like really dug this film, like really dug it. Like, and she never really goes out of her way to like want to talk about these films I watch. Like it most should be like, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, you always get the impression that she's glad it's over. <laughs> it's like, like you know, when's the new season of big little lies coming on? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we all want to see, um, you know, revenge for, for the, for the character that died in the finale, the, the true hero of that, <laughs> that town <laughs> that was totally misunderstood. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. I think we need to get into that at some point because we, yeah. Well, someone let us do picture. big little eyes recaps where we, we have the, like the horrible toxic masculinity version of the, like, the misreading of the show. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Meryl, the mother's coming to clean up that town. It's going to, I hope that big little eyes season two is like walking tall starring Meryl Streep, where it's just like, you know, the, uh, the opening sequence is Nicole Kidman dies, you know, it's just, uh, she comes in. So that's never going to happen. But, um, <laughs> Back to the, the animated deer sequence. That's a weird uh, transition back. Like, <laughs> never thought I'd say that. Uh, my wife missed it as we were watching it. Like, I don't know if the dog did something. And it was one of those things where I watched it and I was like, you know, she's really like sort of into these characters and into this. Is that a bridge too far? Uh, going back to your idea of the cutesiness. And it's really, it's like one of the, like, I don't know, just a few seconds of imagery here where I was just like, you know, she's like, really sort of identifying these people and she really cares what's going to happen with this relationship and cares what's going to happen in the sky. Are you pushing them a little too far by trying to have something that, uh, that outlandish visually? Um, and I don't know. She didn't see it, but she ended up really liking the movie. I don't think that would have been like huge demerits for there, but that thought did cross my mind that it's like, you know, maybe that's something that, uh, you leave out in this one. I, it, it's not something that, uh, overly distracting for me. I'm okay with it. Um, if it kept having moments like that, it's, um, at that point, it's so much a tip of the hat that I can't imagine that anybody's sort of surprised where this film is heading. So if that's not a complete giveaway at that moment, then I'm not sure what would be. I don't know. I I prefer the thread thing worked better for me. That's all I'll say. (laughs) I like that. That was cool. That was like a little, Romantic visual. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, um, Jess uh, Wexler. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Wex- um, and I realize I've seen her in some stuff, but I, I, I'm i going to ask you this because her top credit on IMDb is for Teeth. Is she the lead character in that horror film? Yeah, she's yeah, she is. I've never seen that film because of the premise. Holy shit, that movie's great. And it has no right to be as good as it is. Um, let me read considering you. the premises. Let me, premise, let, me just, let me just read the IMDb summary, which is a little misleading. Uh, I mean, it's it's not giving away the goods, which I guess we're trying to do with entanglement. So much so that I'm now reading the summary of uh, Teeth on IMDb. Uh, but for this one, still a stranger to her own body, <laughs> a high school student discovers she has physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence. Yeah. That's a, that's an understatement of what she has for sure. Physical advantage. You say that's <laughs> yeah. She has uh what, what is it called again? You haven't seen it. So, um, <laughs> she has teeth in her vagina and that'll she, do it that you don't have she, to. I mean, you get it. I get the idea. She fights off wieners when she's raped. So it's, um, it, it has no right to be as good as it is. It, it just makes no sense that the movie is as strong as, it's almost like the director took the most absurd premise possible and decided to make the best movie possible out of that as a challenge. Um, 
but it really does work. It's a fantastic movie. It's one of the one of those ones that I think I saw three times in the theater because I kept dragging people to go back to see it. Oh, you're uh, the one. I see. <laughs> Yeah, the- <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the one that the reason they keep sending weird ass shit to Tucson, I guess. Yeah, you're also the one that uh, made us do a human centipede uh, triple feature episode. That, that, so that was a revenge episode, sir. If you remember correctly. Uh, yeah, we will do teeth. It. That was my version of the stink palm. You know that that was simply you, just. You gave me shit for including the entirety of the stink palm sequence in a previous episode of projecting film. I'm like, you know. <laughs> I think there are some people, especially if you're listening to like, uh, we've got Kate can't swim, Westover, like these type of films. Uh, maybe they're not as up to uh, date or up to code on what a stink bomb is. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 it, it wasn't that you kept that. Um, and shit is kind of that's a little bit much. I don't think I give you a lot of shit. It was that you got. I mean, it was a text message of- that went beyond a movie year. So I was just like, <laughs> good God, what is this fucking Ron essay here? <laughs> <laughs> this this might have gone beyond 280 characters had to be a dm this is just too much um so it, it's it was the the that actual scene you went beyond the point of what the stink palm is and is explained and you went into the whole <laughs> sequence until the, it cuts Look, so it went I was beyond that, that. i wasn't saying that i wasn't saying that as an insult i was just like god you left the whole thing in you just it's almost like you fell asleep at the wheel woke up and said eh, close enough and just you know mm. stopped at whatever Look, that's motel not too, six was there not too far off really from the uh you know how the sausages are made when it comes to editing <laughs> these damn things <laughs> but just context is also um back to uh jess wexler here uh i think she has the uh the hardest most difficult thing to do and uh she may may have sold me on watching teeth finally like a decade later because uh i'm not gonna say it's a thankless part but it's one that almost in every line reading could uh get really annoying or uh i guess problematic as far as the the actual dream girl uh, here mm-hmm. and I was just and going back to my wife who never really comments on these these bullshit movies that I make her watch for a podcast that she doesn't participate nor listen to. She was like, "Who is that?" She's really good. So uh, my wife was all over entanglement. So that is, that is all she's getting for Valentine's Day is this podcast. But that's it. She's done. <laughs> well, I'm saying she's done. That's enough. She she gets uh, entanglement and you for another year. We might watch Teeth together. That'd be, it's going to be a hot night. What you, I don't think that night's going to work out how you want it to. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we've just gone that far to where the, uh, you know, the safe word has gone beyond a vagina with teeth. You don't know, Chris. Look, there's a, a very specific audience that that movie will work for. And I don't know that your wife is one of them. She might, it has a 5.4 on IMDb. There's a good number of people that can't get past the concept of the movie. And that's probably most people. And she might fall into that category. Have a little faith, man. Yeah. Have right. A little faith. Yeah, clearly you need to watch entanglement again. You, you don't have <laughs> faith. I, I don't remember. <laughs> a toothy vagina 
<laughs> You're right. Uh, entanglement uh, has gone down from a TV watch to tablet because there's no <laughs> dream sequence. Uh, you know, get rid of the animated deer and have a nice, nice big toothy vagina. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day at Projecting Film, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> Didn't even give yourself a pause that time. <laughs> If you would have shut up for a second, I was going to jump in and give it to you. <laughs> Sorry, man. We started talking toothy vagina, and I just, you know, I couldn't hold it anymore. Just <laughs> well, once you went into it, I figured that that was the call. It's like, oh, well, I guess we're out of this one because there's no way we're coming back from that. <laughs> and, of course, in your estimation, it had to be a big toothy vagina. couldn't just be a nice little toothy vagina. It would be like buck teeth in your estimation. Let me tell you, sir, uh, in this... This, uh, the Hollywood we're in now, I'm not talking about any sort of nice little toothy vagina. No, big and age appropriate. Big teeth. Maybe we've had some work done. <laughs> no work done. The way it was, the way that it was born is perfect. I don't know how I'd prefer my toothy vagina with work done or not. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, you know, because I guess that if you're. I, I never think of somebody getting dental work done as eh, that seems legal. It's not like getting a facelift or mm-hmm. anything yeah. like that. You know, that kind of there's no sort of shame in getting well, your teeth done for their own comfort. You know, I mean, you know, that's how they want to chew their food. That's their business. <laughs> so, does a toothy vagina fall under the same category? Do you need to like go in to get? Uh, but if you have periodontal disease down there because you haven't been flossing well enough, do you need to you know go in and get the deep cleaning? Um, do you get them capped at some point? I want my uh, the vagina. I'm going to be sticking my penis in. Better have them capped. I'm going to be like the Michael Bay. That's what I <laughs> asked for with my vaginas. You want um, it to look just bright white chiclets down there? Yeah, I, lo- I love that story. I'm sure I've told it on another podcast. Probably told it to you when. Uh, he cast Ben Affleck for Armageddon, and so, no. and you can tell, like, of course, we we I think recommend a fucking '90s Affleck movie almost every other episode. So it's like you see him with his uh, <laughs> pre, uh, you know, dental works or Hollywood days, and first day of shooting him, uh, you know, he's got Affleck in close up, and Affleck I guess smiles to like you know flirt with Liv Tyler with like the graham crackers on her stomach, and uh, <laughs> Bay is like, uh, no. Uh, this man's teeth. I can't shoot this shit. And immediately sent immediately sent Affleck at the studio's expense to get his teeth capped. That's power, no baby. That is power. And you know what? He made the world a better place. He was right. That's good. Uh, I, I had the the opportunity to interview the director of Bomb City, and uh, Glenn Morshauer. He played um, the prosecuting attorney mm-hmm. or the defense attorney, rather. Um, uh, the day that they wrapped shooting, the next day from filming Bomb City, he went to sh- to work with Mr. Bay. He was in the last Transformers movie. Okay. Kind of a odd transition between those two movies. And I don't think he had to get his teeth capped for uh, it. Well, that's what I thought you were going. I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of older. I was like, did the, uh, did the <laughs> young buck here behind Bomb City, did he pull a bay? I was like, sir. Well, that, that, that's what I'm kind of curious. I want to look at it now and see if uh, post, if he just has like a full head of hair and, you know, kind of some spray, spray painted on abs or what exactly going through the bay machine does to you. Michael Bay's like the uh, the fish man from Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> he has an inverted penis? <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he whatever he touches, you know, he improves you. 
physically with his sexual prowess, I guess. How has Bay been above the fray with all this stuff? I, I would have sworn he would have been in the top five. I don't think he gets any, I don't think that gets any clicks. I don't know. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, probably him too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty damn Skippy Bay's not going to show up to any sort of award show with a Times Up pen. That's I mean, I, first off, I don't think anybody they'd be like, why is he at an award show? He's not allowed in here. And then him wearing Times Up, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, him and Aaron Kruger got some uh, Transformer movies to plan out, so they can't be bothered with any of that. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, important business. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're good, right? I think we're good. I think we're fine. <laughs> I have no idea.